Welcome to Vibe Talk Music. I'm your host, Vibe Queen. And I'm your co-host, AC Evan. We are here to talk about topics including self-awareness, vulnerability, gratitude, and how you can live a purposeful life in the music industry. By the end of each episode, you will walk away with new strategies and actionable tasks that will take your consciousness and music career to the next level. So let's vibe. And talk music. What, uh, what attracted me to it was um, the fact that he was a hostage negotiator. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the most interesting part. Absolutely. Um, but cool. This all kind of comes to giving yourself the counterfeit yes or just you identifying the counterfeit yes and what that even means. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's three different kinds of yeses. Yes. So number one, we have the counterfeit yes. So it's more so the yes that you hear to get out of a situation, kind of like, you know, when you're yesing someone to death just so you can so you can leave. You're kind of telling them what you think they want to hear. Um, the second one would be the confirmation yes. So that's factual, right? Um, getting people to admit things so that it can lead to ultimately what we hope is the commitment yes, which really the biggest difference between that yes is it leads to action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and... I would definitely say that a lot of artists get that counterfeit yes when they're interacting with fans, especially Mm -hmm. friends and family. Um, Hey, listen to my song. Hey, come out to a show. You're going to come out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, I'm going to come out. Mm -hmm. Where it's that counterfeit where they're telling them a yes only Mm -hmm. to just have them go away temporarily. But um, there are definitely ways to kind of lead up to that commitment yes which is the one that you truly want yes i'll actually come out yes i'll actually leave a review yes i'll actually stream your music and buy your merchandise Mm -hmm. so what are what are some things that you've identified maybe in yourself as an artist um when interacting with people uh whether it be professionals or fans to the how you're getting that counterfeit yes and what kind of yes you're getting um i think sometimes uh especially as an artist myself i'm so excited for the project that I just assume everybody else is as mm-hmm. excited and it's like, no, nobody really cares. It's just, just because it's, you know, your thing. Um, so I think leading with value is so huge. And you see that a lot now on social media as well and kind of making it easy, you know, obviously providing the link so people can, you know, one click away and, and able to, to leave the review, but also just what's what's in it for them? Why should they listen? How is this going to benefit them? Um, you know, what is your vibe? What are you talking about in the podcast? What's the song about? What's the event? about what makes this event different or special why should they come out on a friday night so i think it's really a matter of them falling in love with with you and wanting to support you and then they'll realize oh wow i actually really like this music now i'm legit a fan but i think often when we rely on friends and family um (laughs) your biggest supporters are strangers because they truly love what you're doing your friends and family almost are kind of like eh you know they see you as that 12 year old kid that you know grew up with or whatever it may be. So I think sometimes we underestimate friends and family um, with the approach, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, What are some ways to identify if it's a counterfeit yes or a confirmation or a commitment in, in your mind? For sure. I think, well, number one, patterns speak volumes. I think uh, instead of listening to what people say, looking at their actions will be much more telling. So I think if, you know, you've invited certain friends or people consistently and they're flaky or they're saying yes and they're not showing up, you know, maybe calling them out on it or having a conversation or, you know, 
kind of just being truthful with that. But I think it's all switching up the approach for that person and constantly sending them a ticket link and they're not coming out. Cool. That approach isn't working. Right. Um, Empathy, too, was a major uh, topic within this book that we're we're referring to, which is called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Um, But leading with that empathy and he he actually called it tactful empathy. Mm -hmm. um, And that's what you were talking about how does how is your event stand out how 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 can they relate to the event um leading with that empathy instead of leading with just trying to get a yes like yes i'll check out your music um is super important but um yeah sorry to cut you off you were going through different ways to identify counterfeit um and confirmation yeah absolutely but just to kind of um go back to the book because the book is about hostage negotiation thank goodness we're not in that situation as artists right life and death situations but for me what really stood out is that listening to that book and the fact that he was able to get people that were in such a high stress situation to calm down and he saved numerous lives that just goes to show the power of words Mm -hmm. and the power of intent and the power of impact. And I think with the counterfeit, yes, you know, there's often that sense of disingenuous, you know, like people aren't really, you have to really truly connect. And I think in order to get the commitment, yes, you need to almost take yourself out of the situation and how can this event benefit them? And even, you know, with Vibe Talk Music before it became what it is today, it's why would artists come to this event? What's in it for them, right? Um, And that is the education, being able to perform, being able to network. And I think in a sense, you have to do the same thing as an artist. There's much more than just, you know, uh, pre-save this 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 song or or this event. What can they get out of it? What experience can they expect when they come to your show? What will they walk away with? What's the vibe? Is this going to be music for them to pregame to? Is this music that's going to make them feel centered? Is this like music they're going to listen to before they go into a meeting? Like I know it sounds kind of um, mundane, but I think if you have more intention with your music, and then the appropriate strategy behind it, you will be way more impactful than just dropping music and hoping people will listen to it. Right. And leaving it to chance. And you said something there about taking taking themselves out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know some artists that are the greatest salesmen on this planet, but when it comes to selling themselves and mm-hmm. selling their music, mm-hmm. it's hard because they are, you know, they are attaching themselves mm-hmm. to that music, which I totally understand. So that is kind of its own... Um, I guess, skill to remove yourself a little bit and just lead with that empathy and, like you said, give them something to care about other than just it's another you know song that dropped right. on iTunes or something. Um, and kind of moving forward with it, embracing the no is something he, he uh, talks about, Chris Voss, I mean, mm-hmm. in the book. Um, can, you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Just to kind of tie it all together, uh, I think ultimately it all leads back to the whole point of this podcast, and that's self-awareness, right? Um, I think once you realize that even if you have trouble stepping outside of yourself, if you recognize that you have trouble stepping Mm -hmm. outside of yourself, that's already progress. You know, that way you can come to a manager or a friend or whoever to give you feedback and say, hey, I just need your unbiased opinion. What do you think? Not you know, attaching my identity to it just from a, you know, listener's perspective or audience perspective, what do you think? How would this go over? And I think once 
you become more self-aware, you'll actually be able to benefit greatly because then it's not a personal attack. It's all in the movement of bringing things forward to help your brand, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's so important to you know, have that community and have those people that you trust their feedback. And they're not saying things just to hate on you or bring you down. They legitimately care about, you know, your future as an artist. So I think that's really, really key. Um, but as far as embracing the no, um, I think we've been conditioned to, we've become so used to hearing yes, that it's lost its value, if that makes sense. Mm. So I think there is power in no and there's safety in no. And I think if you lead with no, it gets people's attention. It's like, wait, what? What did you just say? Okay, now I'm open to hearing more. But if you're coming across with just, oh, let me just give you everything you want to hear, people tune out. And especially with our attention span has gone down to like, what, 10 seconds now or some ridiculous number of like, if you don't capture someone's attention within yeah. a couple of seconds, they yeah. scroll on. So with that kind of mentality and it's only getting worse, how can we kind of counteract that? And I think that's by embracing no. Right. Yeah. I feel like they want with that short attention span, when you're when you're asking questions and trying to lead and get a response, they're trying to make a shortcut straight to yes. And mm -hmm. that isn't it sounds like what we're trying to talk about is that's not really the approach that uh, the book talks about. And we've even found to be true um, just to start with that. No. Um, an example we were talking about uh, before we started was asking them instead of hey can you go check out my new song maybe say um have you checked out any of my music before that that's starting with you know if, if they say that's setting them up for a potential no and then it's opening themselves up to a solution cool well here's a link for you to check it out um what so it says yeah you say no is not a rejection um but it, it's it's the solution it's the start of the, exactly. of, of the negotiation Absolutely. No doesn't mean the end. Mm -hmm. I think often we give up too too easily. And I think that goes back to lack of self-belief. Right. Um, and I'm sure we'll dive into confidence into another episode. But it's something that I uh, recently kind of had an aha moment is that it's a skill. You know, it's not a personality trait. It's a skill. So I think if you start to look at no as, oh, they said no. Great. That's one, you know, closer to the yes. Um, it's all good. <laughs> uh, it's one step closer to a yes. Um, and that kind of makes it exciting. And that's what I meant with, you know, playing the game beneath the game. I think once you get to a level of, of uh, influence and impact and power and, you know, even the leaders that we look up to, like it's a different it's a different playing field. You know what I mean? Um, so I think once you shift your mindset on no and they're not saying no to you they're just saying no to what you're saying right now that doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean that they've checked out you're still in front of you right. so how can you turn that no into a solution to get them to see what you want them to see yeah which yeah. is that to, commitment yeah. yes to me the no is more powerful and you can do more with that than you can the counterfeit yes because when they just say yes to say yes to get you to go away, you think you might think that they say yes and it's actually the commitment yes, but it's the counterfeit yes. So if they say no instead, you can kind of peel back the layers and be like, okay, cool. Why don't you like it? Why haven't you come out to a show? Um, what's wrong with my music? Things like that. <laughs> what's wrong with me? Um, well, but, I love that you said that actually because um, that kind of brings us to the counterfeit yes within ourselves. Yeah. You know, I know that's something that, yeah. You wanted to talk about, and I, I agree with that. I think sometimes artists bullshit themselves. I know I've been guilty in the past, and you just start believing your own hype, and it's like, wait, are you actually doing the work that you need to get back to the music? So let's talk about that. Right, yeah. Um, 
giving yourself the counterfeit yes is, I feel like, from what I've seen in the industry, the most uh, detrimental to your career. Like, by that I mean, yes, I'm going to be an artist, but then there's no action behind it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like you're it's like they're two people, two different people, the artist and the person. And the artist is telling the person is telling the artist, yeah, it, giving them the counterfeit yes. So then nothing, no progress is made. Um, there's no growth happening. So it you need to really identify if when you say that you're going to be an artist and you're going to do X, Y, and Z and meet whatever goals you have, like, are you really giving yourself the the uh, commitment yes, or is it is it actually the counterfeit yes? And uh, um, I think that's something that hopefully this the tools that we're going to give you are going to help you identify that for yourself and how to move forward and how to be a little more self-aware. Absolutely. Do you think there's some quick things that artists can kind of ask themselves right now to see if they are indeed giving themselves a counterfeit yes? Because the problem sometimes is if you don't even know, mm -hmm. right, if you're ignorant or if you're not aware of the fact that you're even doing that, you may actually be wasting a lot more time than necessary. So Right. Well, the counterfeit yes, in theory, is just saying yes and having no action. That's the only difference between that and the commitment is is actual action. So the best way to, to figure it out is are you actually doing anything after you've committed to saying that you're going to be an artist or do whatever it is you want to do? And I don't mean like, yeah, I made an Instagram page. Like, mm -hmm. are you doing the real work that it takes to become an artist? And figuring out what the real work is is a whole nother is a whole nother <laughs> episode. But are you are you um, creating music? Are you promoting it? Are you open to learning new things? Are you networking? These things like these are would determine if it is a commitment, yes, or a counterfeit. Um, so you just have to kind of dig deep in and see if that's what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. So as far as some tools, um, we've been mentioning this book throughout this entire episode. So Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. We're going to have a link um, to that book um, in, within the podcast. Um, any other tools? Yeah, I like, uh, just to tack on that, I enjoy the audible version. I like to hear. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably like to listen as well. So I recommend the audible Um it's not actually narrated by Chris Foss. It's narrated by somebody else, but he's great. He's very interactive. Um, yeah, some other tools would be, um, like we said, figure out which yes you're giving yourself. So write out some action items that you're doing. If you said, if you're like, yes, I'm telling myself, yes, I'm going to become an artist or whatever you want to do. What, what are you doing to support that yes? Write that out. If you can't think of anything at all, then you probably gave yourself the counterfeit yes. So um, the last thing yeah, would be start with no. When you're looking to promote your music, when you're looking to get yourself booked, start with the question that you think might get them to answer no. Um, for instance, if you're reaching out to a venue, instead of saying, hey, can I play on you know, September 27th at this time? Instead of that, say, are you happy with the amount of people that are coming to your club on a Tuesday night? Um, questions like that, just a quick example. Um, but yeah, that's all yeah. I had for tools. Absolutely. I mean, it gets them also thinking like, wait, do I? Yeah. And then you can be that solution. It's just getting exactly. people to tap into a different part of their brain. And that's what's going to make you stand out. So it's simple, not easy, but simple. Um, as far as the last thing I wanted to mention is that, you know, shit, I've been there as an artist. Uh, I've totally given myself, given myself the counterfeit yes. Um, especially Instagram, it's so easy to fall into that trap of, yeah, I'm doing stuff, but are you really doing anything? So I think number one, it's 
it's okay if you've given yourself the counterfeit yes don't beat yourself up over it accept it forgive yourself and then move on um, and then go ahead and make that commitment to yourself and what can you do to now actually get back to the music and do it full time and I think being patient and kind and writing things out has been very helpful for me so typically um, I'll have a goal for the month as far as how many gigs I want to book or uh, how many shows I want to perform at you know the most important thing I'm trying to get accomplished for that month whether it's releasing a single or cover art whatever it may be so basically just creating a, a personal checklist for yourself that's not overwhelming that's actually manageable especially if you're working a full-time job and again being okay with it if you mess up forgiving yourself and then trying again um, progress even if it's little is still progress better than doing nothing at all absolutely well cool thanks for listening you guys um, you can again check us out on vibe talk music on instagram facebook all that stuff um, if you liked what you heard please give us a review um, on itunes uh, follow the podcast on spotify all those little things that actually matter to this so i appreciate that um, you can find me at um un- uh, ac underscore evan <laughs> wow and um at artist collect Absolutely. Um, you can follow me at Vibe Queen Music. Um, and also, we got to plug your membership. You know, that's how we connected. Evan was my coach for the first uh, three months and came up with Vibe Queen and all of that. So if you feel like you're listening to this and, you know, what we're saying resonates and you're curious to kind of maybe rebrand yourself or you just kind of want some feedback, you know, send him a DM. He does a free consultation call. And yeah, that's that. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thanks. Thanks.